What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first Ringmasters of 2018. That's also my way of getting around the fact that I can't remember what episode we're on. I am Chad, and joining me uh, for a special uh, uh, episode today because it's Austin's birthday, and he is on his way to a concert. So we don't worry, though. We have a wonderful replacement. She is way smarter than me. She is Sydney. What's up? Welcome back. Hey, it's great to be back. I literally got a text and it was like, do me the salad. And I was like, you know, I will, bro. It's your birthday. There we go. Yeah. Whatever he wants on his birthday, he gets. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're back. Uh, we wanted to be back last week, but you know, with uh, the semester starting back up, we couldn't really get our schedules to work. There are three of us running this operation. So, you know, that's a lot of schedules to plan out, but we are back and hopefully we can Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day we work on, will be our regular day that we record. Um, but yeah, a lot happened in the wacky world of professional wrestling while we were gone. Um, uh, we weren't able to cover, um, cover it. So we're just going to roughly go through the important stuff, uh, mainly being the only important thing in my opinion, anyway, that happened while we were gone. Uh, wrestle kingdom 12. Oh boy. Oh man. So was this your, so I know Austin has, has, uh, not really seen that much, uh, new Japan. So, uh, was this your first new Japan show that you watched also? This was my first full show, but I did see Omega Okada from last year's Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, but that's man. the only New Japan match I've seen. Well, that's that was, that was one more match than Austin watched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually setting up a, a time when I'm going to sit down and show him that match because it's incredible. But, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I guess being the, uh, I guess the New Japan uh, specialist out of the out of the three of us, unless Grant watched it. Now he's shaking his head no, so. I don't think he did, but, <laughs> but yeah, so it was a really good show. You know, I'm not going to talk about all of it because it's a long show, but, um, I'll talk about the matches that I thought were the important matches, you know, um, uh, well, first we'll start off with, uh, you know, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. And, you know, I, this was definitely a match like, and you, and you can, you can vouch watching this. There's, you can definitely see like when, when people say like, oh, the WWE style, at least until I started watching New Japan. I didn't know what that meant because a lot of American like indie shows model that formula, at least the ones I watched until I watched New Japan. Uh, and then when I started watching New Japan, just watching those stiff elbows and knees and just how painful and real everything looks like it, it's something that, you know, you, you can definitely tell the difference of. But I really think this match in particular really showed that, like, you know, New Japan can definitely do a WWE styled match if they want to. Yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, very cool. Like I didn't watch it until the next day because I tried staying up for it and I fell asleep, obviously, because I had school. But <laughs> yeah, but, um, watching it. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I um, but yeah, I watched it the next day, and oh my god, it was seriously one of the coolest matches I saw. And the thing that really got me hyped up—I know nobody cared about this, but like, what? Omega came out dressed as was inspired <laughs> from Destiny 2 and I play that game. I used to play that game all the time and I immediately recognized it and had one of the guns and I just flipped out in my in my head. Yeah, that's one of the, the one, one of the coolest things about Kenny Omega is is the fact that he's such a uh, like he he's he's such a gamer and as another yeah. fellow video game enthusiast as I as I am, that's another reason why Kenny Omega is just 
incredible, you know, in my opinion, Absolutely. in my opinion, there's only one professional wrestler that's walking this earth that is a better wrestler than Kenny Omega. So you add the fact that he's also a, a video game cosplayer and I'm all about cosplaying Omega, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, the thing I was saying is, you know, you, you said you watched the, the show the next day because you couldn't stay up. And I've, I found in my, in my many New Japan watches, the best thing to do is take a long nap beforehand. Because for those of you that don't know, the show came on at like four in the morning because that's, you know, regular like prime time for, you know, the Japanese audience. But you, you sleep during the pre-show, you wake up, you get about halfway through, you nap in between the video packages, and then you wake up and you watch the matches. That's what, at least that's what I try to do. I set myself nice little eight to ten minute little timers in between matches so I can sleep. Uh, and that, and that, man, that usually works. I know I ended up watching Okada Naito about 20 minutes into the match, which, you know, was unfortunate. But that's okay. But as far as Kenny Omega and Jericho go, like, the fact that Jericho was just such a... The standard of what a heel wrestler should be. Like, he beat up the referee's kid. He was yelling at red shoes. You know, he, you know, was putting people through tables. And, and he was trying so hard to get the fans to just boo him. But, like, the fans wouldn't. Like, every heel thing he did, the fans were like, Yeah, Jericho! Like, it was just... Did you watch it with English commentary or Japanese commentary? English commentary, because I do not know any Japanese. I also know absolutely no Japanese, but I watched it with Japanese commentary because that's how hardcore I am. Absolutely. That sounds like it's hardcore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's hard. You, I have no idea what they're talking about, but like I, when I hear like the way their inflection and the way they're reacting to things, like, like when they freak out, I freak out. Cause I'm like, if you're excited, it must be cool. I'm sure whatever you're talking about is just incredible. But. Yeah, for me, I was I was a bit confused about the whole. I'm guessing that in New Japan, the referee is a little more respected, more yeah. so than like in WWE, because he's. It seemed like he was only used for big matches, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, don't don't hurt Red Shoes and don't yeah. hurt his son." And I <laughs> thought that was weird, putting his son in the walls of Jericho. Red shoes. So the Japanese wrestling like culture is all about like tradition and like in respect. And red shoes is like, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Uh, of the Mike Kyoto and the Chad the Chad Patterson of like, the little Nate of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like he is. I was gonna say Earl Hebner, but Earl Hebner's and red shoes should not be in the same sentence. But Red Shoes is <laughs> Red Shoes is a respectable official, and and Jericho, you know, putting his hands on him, like I know, it got me riled up. I was like, oh man, leave Red Shoes alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and that's the thing, like, and and in New Japan, they have like they call them young boys. They're like people who are coming into the business, and they've got them, you know, at ringside. They set up their mat. They say they set everything up. They're basically kind of like the the crew people that WWE has, except they have a name, and they're all also wrestlers. Um, and Red Shoes' son is one of those. And that's another thing, too. Like, he put his hands on Red Shoes' son. Like, oh, no. Yeah. And he still got <laughs> cheered. Like, it was awesome. The match was great. I heard, I heard like, some Japanese uh, people that were there were booing him when he put uh, Red Shoes' son in the walls of Jericho. But the majority of it was cheers. I'm sure half of them were like, oh, that's not okay. I was popping. I, I loved it. And and I'll tell you I'll tell you what when 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 uh, Kenny Omega 
hit, I think it, it was a one wing angel, I think. When he hit when he hit the one wing angel and Jericho grabbed the ropes to get the rope break, I about stood out of my seat and freaked out. Like I thought I like wrestling doesn't usually get me around like doesn't really ever make me shocked, you know, like there are very few things that catch me off guard. You know, I've seen a lot of wrestling in my day. But that 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 did it. I when he grabbed the ropes, I lost my shit. Like it was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was really cool. The other thing that I thought was um I didn't really expect it, but I should have. It's New Japan. Uh was all the blood. There was a lot of blood. Yeah. Uh, and that's and that's again, that's just that New Japan style. Like when they throw an elbow and you literally see the dude el- elbow hit him in the chin like you're just like Jesus. Christ, why do wrestlers like coming here? If I was a wrestler <laughs> who worked for WWE, came through their system, and learned their style, I would never go to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't care how much money you pay me. That, they they do not mess around. And, like, did you watch uh, Minoru Suzuki and Goto? Oh, my God. That, Minoru Suzuki is the craziest man I think I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. Like He looks like he's crazy. Like, Minoru Suzuki versus Brock Lesnar. Like, I would love to see that. That's a dream match. And I think Suzuki, I think I, I think Suzuki would, would cut Brock open. That, that dude is that crazy. Yeah. But, and, and, and Goto and Suzuki, that, in my opinion, that was, besides, besides um, Jericho and Omega, I think that was the best match of the night. I have to disagree with you. Oh, man. Well, what? What match did you think was match of the night? Uh, uh, the IWGP Junior Championship Fatal Four Way. Oh my God! I forgot about how could I forgot about the Fatal Four Way? Okay, I I, I changed I my it. mind. Oh my God! That that match was awesome. I have a huge. I have way more respect for Will Osprey more than I had so before. He finally got one over on Marty Skrull. Yeah. The, the well, I don't know if he is now because I don't really follow it as much as I would like to. But is he still the defiant champion? I don't, I don't, I don't. don't No, he is not. Uh, that would be a double spoiler alert, by the way, for those of you who uh (laughs) don't know. But if you come onto a wrestling podcast and are expecting to hear what happened while you're while we were gone, you know, that happened while we were gone, so I don't really feel that bad. Austin Aries is holding like every single belt in Impact yeah. right now. I mean, this hasn't. I don't think Impact has aired it yet. But didn't he win the World Championship and the Grand Championship? I believe so. Again, Impact spoilers. But who watches TNA anyway? <laughs> they moved so, to Twitch. Yeah, exactly. No one's watching them. <laughs> if you're gonna go out of your way to watch them on Twitch, you already know what happened. Let's be honest. Yeah. But yeah, the Fatal Four Way match, and that's something. Too, that was I think that was the first fatal four way match in Wrestle Kingdom history and I don't I don't want to really? say I don't want to say in New Japan history cuz I'm probably wrong but I know they have not had a fatal four way in at least since I've started watching. They don't have those matches. Like they are very much a one on one match unless it's a tag team match. Like re- 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 uh, New Japan is entire card is the the two or three main events are one on one matches. Everybody else we just put in a tag team match. Like if you watch if you watch New Year's Dash, uh, the show that was on literally the next day, um, it was literally uh-huh. like four multi man matches and then like three one on one matches. Like that's what they do. They treat they treat their their title matches 
as this is a spectacle. We will have our two best guys one-on-one. -on -one. So the fact that they even had this match as a Fatal 4-Way match was, was awesome. And I wanted my boy Hiromu Takahashi to win. I Is that the one with Daryl? Yes, I love Takahashi. <laughs> and I love Daryl. I love Daryl. <laughs> he came in the luchador map. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Like, oh, I want Austin to watch it. Because I really feel like once Austin starts watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, we're not going to be covering Raw and SmackDown anymore. I really think it's going to be the... <laughs> The, the New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. And, I, and I'm all about that. I'm 100% I'm down. Yeah, it's just always on so, so early in the oh, morning. Oh, yeah, you definitely, like, you definitely have to commit to watching it. It's, it's not something that you can just casually tune in for. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and then the main event. Oh, I guess we can talk about Jay White and Tanahashi. Um, Tanahashi is the legend. You know, he's like, he is the John Cena of New Japan. You know, he that's how... That's how he's looked upon. Like, he has been the guy up until recently with Okada. But Tanahashi, you know, he's the, he's called the ace. You know, he is the ace of that company. And his match against Jay White, Switchblade, not going to lie, really thought it kind of under, thought it underperformed. I know you probably don't agree because you probably haven't seen that many Tanahashi matches, but I really think they could have done better. I mean, it was the one that was like, I, I wasn't the most into because yeah. I didn't really understand anything. I didn't know who either person was and I didn't understand the, like, I, I, I mean, I liked their moves they were doing, but it just didn't, it just seemed like a normal wrestling match. Right. Yeah. And, and I really think Jay White is going to be, cause he, uh, after, after he attacked um, Kenny Omega, because I don't know if you, at, at New Year's Dash, Kenny, after the after Wrestle Kingdom, they had their show, their New Year's show, and Kenny offered him a spot in the Bullet Club. He gave him a t-shirt, and he attacked Kenny Omega and said, I don't need your stupid club. I'm, I, I, I can go make my own, like, I make my oh own my name. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't and, know about that. Yeah. And so at their next show, it's Kenny Omega versus Switchblade Jay White. And I, I wanted, I wish, like, I really wish they would have had that, like, t like, like intensity for the Tanahashi feud because like it was a good feud but like it started all it was was him coming out and saying I'm the switchblade I challenge you and then Tanahashi said yes and then that was literally the entire build um and <laughs> I really think I really think Tanahashi and this might this might get me some some heat from the millions of people who watch this podcast but I really think uh <laughs> Tanahashi should have did the job to switchblade you know, that's that's one of your future guys. You know, you're building him up. You're having him face Kenny Omega. Like, I really think he could have done wonders with that IC belt. And then had him feud with somebody else. Have, and then we, but we are getting uh, Minoru Suzuki versus Tanahashi at the next show too. So that's uh, I'll take that. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be a great show. Um, and then the main event of Wrestle Kingdom was Tetsuya Naito. Versus the man who uh, is the longest uh, reigning IWGP world champion of all time. Probably the greatest champion New Japan has ever seen. Uh, and one of the greatest champions I think wrestling has seen. That might be a hot take. But uh, Kazushika Okada. Now, this... Holy crap, this, this man, This man has... <clears throat> it. I was torn. Because Okada day in and day out has put that company on his back and has just delivered great match after great match. And I respect Okada. Um, and Tetsuya Naito, like, he is at Daniel Bryan levels of popularity for New Japan. And I was really hoping 
Tetsuya Naito would pull it off because I don't think Naito is going to be that popular come next Wrestle Kingdom. He'll still be popular, but I think this was really the peak. You know, this was his Daniel Bryan WrestleMania moment. You know what I mean? Like, this was his opportunity to take that belt. And I really think they made the wrong call. Um, however, I will say if it's not going to be Naito and it's not going to be Omega, I don't know who they're going to, to have take that belt from Okada. Maybe they'll just have him re- reti- hold it until he retires. Who knows? But Jesus Christ. Did, <laughs> did we ever find out like what he actually said in English at the end? Because it seemed like everyone was like applauding it. And like I heard a few gasps. But I'm like, I don't understand a thing you're saying. Um. I don't know. I'm sure it's somewhere. I mean, I kind of, I saw what happened. It was like, oh, awesome. And then I went to bed. So, uh, <laughs> and then, and then I forgot about that promo. Maybe I'll look that up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, great match. Um, I don't think it was great as good. Show. Great show in general. I think it, and I say this after watching every Wrestle Kingdom show, I think it's going to be the best wrestling show of the year. <laughs> um, I, cause it usually is. Um, and I think, I think Okada Naito was not as good as Okada Omega at last year's Wrestle Kingdom. However, it was definitely still a five-star classic. And if you haven't watched Wrestle Kingdom, you need to. Like, it is awesome. Austin, I know you're at your concert right now, but I hope your ears are burning from me talking because you need to watch Wrestle Kingdom, brother. It's you it's great. You do need to. Yes, you do. See, see, your sister's smart for a reason. She watches Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> So. <laughs> and then I finally got to see my first Young Bucks match, and that oh, was fun Oh, to my watch. God. How was that? How would you like the Young Bucks? Oh, my God. I love them. I started watching Being the Elite right afterwards. I, I watched all episodes. Aren't they, like, this the, 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 like, the generic, like, everything that people say wrong with professional wrestling, like, them personified? Like, the high Absolutely. spots, the super kicks, like, everything that people... That like people are like well, that's not professional wrestling. They 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 go. You're right. It's not. And then they sell millions and millions and millions of dollars in merchandise on Hot Topic. Like the Young Bucks. Yeah. The Young Bucks are awesome. They're well, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, and I'm really yeah. happy they beat Rapongi uh, 3K because I want them to always be tag champions. I enjoyed the part where they had um they had them like in uh, sharpshooters. I think. Yeah. Oh, um, they like, one of the young bucks had one of them, and then the other one had uh, the other young buck, and then they just started slapping each other. Yeah. Um. God, great show. But yeah, I could talk. I could spend an. I could talk a three-hour podcast on how good Wrestle Kingdom is and how good New Japan is. But we have to cover the Monday Night Raw and the SmackDown of this week, and there were some headlines in wrestling um, that happened literally in the last few days. Uh, Paige and her neck injury, you know, they, uh, all the yeah. reports I'm hearing is that she's going to retire and that sucks. You well, know. like there's, there's reports of it, but it hasn't been confirmed. It by hasn't WWE, been confirmed yet. But they have taken her off the rumble and like, she hasn't like wrestled there. Did you notice like, um, well, we're going to get to it, but like on SmackDown, they, they didn't have, I mean, uh, raw. They had they didn't have Paige Russell, but they had her out there. Yeah. For someone. Mm-hmm. They had her. Yeah. They had her out there for her um, absolution uh, people. Um, yeah. They'll probably make her a manager. Um, whatever they do with Paige. That's what I heard. Whatever they do with Paige, I'm all about. Um, Paige is incredible, and it really sucks. You know, she had such a bad fee- couple of years with 
you know her. She's only twenty five. Yeah, twenty five years old and have to retire. For, have to retire. That's insane. And she already yeah. came back from her first neck injury, and then all the controversy with that train wreck toxic relationship with her and Alberto Del Rio. And then she finally comes back. They get her a stable. She is loved by the fans. I, she was my pick to win the Rumble. And I, damn, out. Neck injury, hurt. Um, but people are being really harsh to Sasha Banks, and I don't think that's fair. Like, it, it, it was clearly an accident. I don't know if you've seen the clip of her, like, kicking her in the neck. I, I have seen it, yes. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, this is wrestling. In- injuries happen, you know? I don't know. It, it's still Also... Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Just finish it. No, you're fine. I, I was just, I, I was going to go off on a different tangent, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I, I was just going to say, you know, it's wrestling. Injuries happen. Um, some are more bad. Some are more severe than others and all of them suck. Um, this one just bad place, bad time. And I, I hope Paige heals up and I hope if, if they're not clearing her because they're afraid of her getting re-injured, that's fine, I guess. I, I hope if she legitimately can't wrestle that she doesn't wrestle. Um, and I wish her the best in whatever she ends up doing with that company. Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say was there's one more thing we need to talk about that happened while you guys were gone uh, over in the independent scene. Cody Rhodes announced All In. Yeah, oh, my God. Yes. Um, so Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks uh, and I guess the Bullet Club in general – are, ha- are yeah. guaranteed to sell out, what was it, a 20,000-person arena? 10,000, 10, I believe. 10,000? I think probably do 20,000, in my opinion. But a 10,000-person so arena for a Bullet Club pay-per-view called All In. And I don't know I don't know what is, I don't know when or, I don't know what where it is or what's happening, but uh, Ringmasters, I'm getting the tickets, and we're going to live cover it. You can, you've heard it here first. All In. Ringmasters yeah. are all in. It's going to be, uh, it's on September 1st, yep. so it's like that Labor Day weekend, so they picked a great time. It's right after that cold SummerSlam debacle, so they pack don't have your, to worry about pack people your bags, Grant. We're going to all in. We're go- and then <laughs> there's rumors it's going to be in Chicago. Yep, that's right down the road. That's a train ride. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in. My bags are already packed. We're going. Austin, we're making the decision for you. If you're not going, we'll take Sydney. Like, it's going to be a – she can be can be our live correspondent with your boy. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we'll be covering Mania. We'll be covering All In. I want to go to the the Rockin' Wrestling Cruise that Jericho's putting on, but that's October, and I'm getting married in October, and I'm going to have no money. So I'm going to take a knee on that one. But we are definitely going to that pay-per-view. Um, we'll also cover the um, – Jay Uso getting arrested for a DUI. Um, that happened. Oh, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Like f- three days ago, that happened. And I think, was it the same day that Roman Reigns got busted for a, a steroid scandal? He wasn't busted. Uh, someone that's like a really, he was like a really famous person who distributed steroids mentioned him as one of his clients. And also, I think, mentioned another at big, super big, like, not wrestler, but like no, celebrity. Another, like celebrity, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not true, but that's because I don't want wrestling to be looped in with steroids. Um, so I hope it's not true. However, if it is true, um, that definitely switches up the WrestleMania Mania. plans. And I mean, I don't like what the main event is scheduled now. But again, I'm not saying I want him to be busted for steroids because I do not. But also, if they change the main event anyway, that'd be cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, finally, the really the only other thing that happened uh, while we were gone was they announced the Mixed Match Challenge, a mixed tag team tournament. Um, and, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, they had the first show. and uh, Austin Bal- took notes. Don't say anything. <laughs> oh, he took, he took notes on the Mixed Match Challenge? Apparently, because I see oh. it right here at the bottom. Oh, man. We're not going to talk about that at all, though. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Austin. You went overboard. <laughs> I mean, Gold du- if Gold Dust and Alicia Fox don't win that whole thing, it's it's a sham. I'll I'll just say that. Oh, I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> I'll just say that right now. Uh, but uh, oh, and then uh, War Machine, Ricochet, and Candice LeRae signed contracts uh, to uh, the WWE training uh, performance camps or whatever they're called centers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really happy that uh, Ricochet is there. He's been wanting to do that for years, but he just hasn't been able to because he's been locked up with Lucha Underground. They've been calling him Trevor Man on the uh, on the websites though, and I don't really know how I feel yeah. about that. Trevor Man, Trevor Ricochet Man. I don't. I think that's a really dumb name, <laughs> but uh, I think Tre- so too. Trevor Ricochet Man or whatever they're gonna go by. Well deserved. I'm happier there. Uh, I hope at next year's NXT Takeover Brooklyn we get you and Adam Cole for the title. That's what I want. Um, War Machine, I don't think they should go to NXT. They should go right on SmackDown. War Machine versus Bludgeon Brothers. We need that in our lives. And Candice <laughs> LeRae, same thing. Skip NXT. Go right to the Women's uh, Royal Rumble. That's what I want. I wouldn't even there's be... Rumors that she, there's rumors that she will show up in the Women's Royal Rumble. There's also rumors that Ricochet might even skip NXT and go straight he sh- to, to I mean, roster. to be honest, he's a big enough star that he can. Like... I don't know if they call him Trevor Mann. I don't know if that'll hold. I should really keep his name Ricochet, but <laughs> I guess if Trevor Ricochet Man uh, is what they're going with, he could definitely debut literally tomorrow, and I'd be I'd be all about it. But uh, yeah, I'm excited yeah. for them. But uh, from there, we move on to Monday Night Raw, and it was more like Monday Night Braun, am I right? Because <laughs> the show started off with Kurt Angle. You were waiting to make that one. Oh, I had that literally as soon as I watched Raw. I was like, ah, Monday Night Braun, ah, but. Anyway, Kurt Angle starts the show <laughs> off by uh, telling Braun Strowman that, oh, Adam Pichitti just uh, messaged on Discord, said happy birthday, bud, to Austin. That's so polite. Um, thank you, Adam Pichitti. I'm not Austin, <laughs> but I'm sure he'd be very grateful. But anywho, uh, Braun Strowman comes out, gets fired by Kurt Angle because uh, of the shenanigans that happened last week when he, uh, att- what, what did he, like, throw a forklift at Brock Lesnar? What he did was he he took a grappling hook and threw it to the top of the scaffolding of the stage and pulled it down on Brock and Kane. Yeah, and I want to just say, you know, Braun Strowman gets fired for for taking a grappling hook and crushing uh, Kane and Brock Lesnar, and he gets fired. But Roman Reigns gets a title shot for running for running I into Braun Strowman while he's in an ambulance so with a semi truck. Like, I, I literally was like, Roman Reigns ran Braun Strowman over with an ambulance. <laughs> he mur- an Undertaker had so many attempted murders. Well, it's like... He just got... He just got... Of course, it's Undertaker, but... Well, it's like... It's like Kane threw Braun Strowman in a garbage compactor. Like, Braun's cheated <laughs> death twice. <laughs> Where's Kane and Roman's firings? <laughs> like, Roman got a title match after it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but thought that was weird but you know with most uh wwe logic we're just supposed to just ignore it uh 
But yeah, Kurt Angle fires Braun, and Braun goes on a rampage. Um, let me tell you what. If if Braun wasn't already a star, this was the star-making episode for Braun. Like, he was just on a rampage. Like, he, we're just going to lump in all of Braun Strowman's, you know, rampaging moments, like, just in one segment. Um, he... He went to the back, beat up security guards. He threw he he threw Curtis uh, Kurt Hawkins into a, onto the catering table. Ate some chocolate cake while doing it uh, because you can have your cake and eat it too. Um, he went <laughs> he went to the TV production truck and uh, he I, he says, "What does this do? How do I smash and turn off things?" Thought that was weird, uh, but you know he did it. <laughs> and then he he picked up a the top of a semi truck with the hat and flipped it over like obviously you know it was a stunt truck no man is that strong but jesus like first it was the ambulance that roman was in now it's a semi truck they should if they're ever going to break bad news to braun they should just make sure there's no cars in the like in the parking lot cuz like, yeah definitely or, or make sure their insurance policies are very high because Roman, or because Braun, Braun gives no cares. He just flips everything. But absolutely, I loved it. I thought I, I hope nothing more that Braun, if this is going to lead to a Braun title run, I want that so bad. I think he's over. I do too. I think he's arguably the most over guy in that company right now. You know, he is probably, and it's a, it would be a damn shame if they end up not putting that belt on Braun. Yeah, um, and then I also, I'm looking at Austin's note, too. He said, like, when Kurt Angle interrupts Braun, Braun was like, I was telling them a story. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, he just trashes, like, he kicked the door off its hinges and went into Kurt Angle's office and just completely trashes it and throws a chair at the raw TV screen. <laughs> and then, I- like, when he goes to catering, that cake holder is just absolutely petrified. <laughs> I just petrified in fear. And my favorite thing that he yells after he beats up the security guards, he says, everyone's going to get these hands. I don't know why I laughed as hard as I did. But when he said everyone's going to get these hands, I died. I thought it was the funniest thing that I think I've ever heard Braun say. But and then, and then Braun headed back to the ring and like went back to the main stage. And he looked over at the announce table, and I guess he decided, I want to kill Booker T. Booker T is like, oh, my God, no way. You are not killing me. Take my friend Michael Cole and completely shoves him. So Michael Cole, no, a ton of people didn't notice that. I'm like, how do you not see that he's obviously shoving him? Just, and just, he, oh, no, sucker. Just push. <laughs> and he grabs Michael Cole by his pants. That, and he, like He's about to pick him up. And throw him in. Like, he, like he's down. scalding an infant. Like, you get over here. <laughs> Picks him up by the yeah. seam of his pants and walks him over to the corner. Like. And and then Kurt comes back out and he's like, all right, I talked I talk to Stephanie. Stephanie says you rehired. It's no, all he good. Said, he him. said, I spoke to Stephanie McGran. Did you hear him say Stephanie McGran? I didn't hear McGran. He said, I, Steph- I talked to Stephanie McGran. <laughs> and she said, you're hired again. <laughs> like, Jesus and Christ. And then... And then Braun, like, puts him down and then goes and he's about to head back. 
Then he realizes, oh, wait, people hate Michael Cole. I'm going to go do him a favor. And he grabs him by the throat and throws him into a pile of security guards. And then Tom Phillips replaced him for the rest of the show, even though, in my opinion, I think if you get saved by a million security guards, that doesn't hurt that much. (laughs) Yeah, that was the... uh... Michael Cole has been F5'd by Brock Lesnar. The man can take a bump. I really <laughs> thought that he... I was like, really? I know I know. Michael Cole's no spring chicken, but the man the man can take a bump. Like, I was hoping... I was hoping that he was going to, like, power slam him onto the concrete. That's what I wanted. I was like, oh, please. McRush's vocal cords. I never want to hear Michael Cole talk again. But, uh, and then Tom Phillips came definitely. out, and I was, and I was like, "Oh, De- everyone wins." Definitely, this was definitely the best part of Raw, though. Like this, seriously, this was one of the things that made it one of the greatest Raws. Obviously, it's one of the greatest Raws of the year because there's only been two. I thought it was the best. I, I probably even. This might be a hot take, but it's been the best Raw of 2018. I will say. <laughs> But we'll move on to we'll move on to the incredible bronze segment, even though it was awesome. Um, that we had the bar versus Titus Worldwide, and when I saw this, now I'm going to be honest with you guys, I have not watched Raw in uh, probably since our last episode that we have done. Uh, it's my bad. I just watched the reviews and I watched the YouTube clips, um, and everything I've seen, I have not. But apparently, Titus Worldwide has gotten the one up on the bar for like what I think it was like two weeks in a row now. Yeah. The main reason is, like, this was a rematch from last week after there was a huge upset because I'm guessing Jason Jordan got involved and cost the bar. My least favorite wrestler in the world. Yeah, I hate him, too. And then, from what I heard, because I didn't see this match, but I'm reading Austin's notes, obviously. I actually Uh, did watch the match. Yeah, like, apparently Jason Jordan came out again. Yeah. It was like he just he comes out again and just, you know, just distracts him. Like he doesn't really do anything too severe. He just comes out, distracts him. And Titus and Apollo get one over on the bar. And you know what I think they should do? I think they should add Apollo and Titus to the Rollins, Jordan, and bar tag match at the Rumble. Throw in them, let them take the pin, and we can, and but give them something. Because the match was, the match was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. Titus yeah. and Apollo work well together. And. They're getting at least from what I saw from Raw, it looked like they were getting over. They were getting cheers. And I was mm-hmm. impressed. I've never seen people cheer that loud for Titus in my entire life. <laughs> like, and then like Dana was wearing glasses, and I'm guessing that's supposed like I think I heard her in like I it was I think I heard this during the mixed match challenge, uh one of the things. Like she said it made her it made her smarter. Yeah, she's the it's brain like, she's I the brains t- of Titus Worldwide. I can tell you right now, glasses don't make you smarter. I'm just yeah. telling you that. If glasses right now. made you smarter, I'd be going to Michigan State. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then next was Tony Nice versus Cedric Alexander. I didn't care about this. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's so weird that Gold Dust and Cedric Alexander are working together. Yeah, it's quite weird. And you know what's weirder? You know what's weirder than Goldust and Cedric Alexander working together? The fact that Goldust, it, it seems like Goldust is like a Chia pet. He went from a bald guy with painted hair to having just the weirdest haircut. And I feel like it sprouted out of nowhere. I feel like Goldust was bald and then literally he helped Cedric Alexander and has hair now. I, 
maybe maybe I'm just weird and like I just haven't been paying attention, but it looks like he just sprouted a hair out of nowhere. Yeah, and apparently Goldust mocked Enzo's walk, which who doesn't nowadays? I love Goldust. Goldust is one of my top like 15 favorite wrestlers just because I I'm a big f- I love character as re- character wrestling. Like I think I love my characters. Goldust, I I respect you Goldie, but like I just don't understand why him and Alexander are a thing. Um, like, oh, he's on 205 Live. He wrestled on 205 Live. And he's not 205 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the biggest cruiserweight they have. If this, was real, if this was real life, Gold, Gold Dust would be a juggernaut in the 205 Live division. He just knocked Enzo out and yeah. be the cruiserweight champion and hold it till he retired, which would be in like 20 days. But like, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a commercial that was about Raw 25. That Chris show. Jericho is yeah. confirmed Raw 25. And and you know what? It's Have you heard uh, what they're doing for that show? Uh, I know that they've got two locations. Yeah. And so that these, it's going to go back and forth. These people think for the 25th anniversary of Raw... They have two arenas for a TV show, one at the Barclay and one at the place where it all started, which if you put a gun in my head and tell me where it was, I'd be dead because I don't know. But like Manhattan Center. Yeah, the Manhattan Center. I was just waiting for you to tell me. I want to see <laughs> see if you're a real fan. But I and, am. A, and apparently it's a five hour show. Apparently they're doing the the, regu- the, the regular three hours. Okay. And then apparently the, the, the live crowd get an additional two hours. That is what I thought at first, but from what I've heard, it's going. It's like the n- main show is still three hours, and it's going to go back and forth between the two arenas. But then one of the arenas is just going to get like an extra hour or something. Yeah, and they have like every legend under the sun showing up there. No, they actually um, they ended up saying that they're mixing it, so like each both shows are going to have legends on it. So. See that's why that's why I'm glad I have you in Austin because I'd just be spewing I'd just be spewing the fake news on on the Ringmasters podcast <laughs> and listen the fake news awards are on today I don't know if you guys uh, knew about that but you know I, I do we, we got enough fake news coming up we don't need me to spew anymore but yeah a bunch of legends I mean I think I know I know John Laurinaitis people power is gonna be there uh, and we also we <laughs> also a ton of people this yeah. week. One of the things that I thought was was like really weird was uh Brother Love is gonna be there and he is like part of TNA Creative. Like and he's just showing up. It's like he's part of creative, but he was also kind of Undertaker's manager. And and Undertaker's gonna like be before. there and I'm so upset by it. Why are you upset by it? Oh, okay. I'm not upset that Undertaker's there. I'm upset that they're probably gonna use this to put him in a match. He shouldn't be in a match. Oh, obviously. But he, but, but they've already said that it's basically it, he's probably going to show up to confirm the match with Cena. And I'm furious by that. If that happens, I will pick my television off the wall, and I will go to my my dump my 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 uh, the dumpster across the street. I will set my TV on fire because it will be garbage, and I will take the hot garbage and I will put it into the dumpster because that. That is something that should not exist. Is a is a Undertaker match in 2018? I th- I thought he was gonna announce his retirement uh, retirement at this, and like 
his induction into the Hall of Fame. But the thing is, Goldberg is already set to head it. And yeah. You can't really, really have you can't have Undertaker any, not headline else it. Head it. it. Yeah, I agree. And it's so it's so baffling to me. Like just. <laughs> Ugh, we're gonna move on because again, that's I could talk about that for a while too. But yeah, Undertaker's right. gonna be there. Uh, Jericho, uh, Austin, Austin. <laughs> uh, uh, Jericho's yeah, gonna be Jericho's there, gonna and be there. yep, and I'm excited to see what he does. I, in a perfect world, if WWE cared about getting uh, fans from around the world, I would love it if they were able to convince New Japan to let them borrow uh, Naito for the night. Because Naito and Jericho are facing off at the next their next show too. I don't know if I told you. Uh, Jericho beat up Naito after. Oh, okay. uh, so I would love it if you know Naito comes out and fights Jericho. That would never happen. And if it does happen, I'm gonna go get my TV from the dumpster that I set on fire, put it back up on my wall, and continue watching the show because it will no longer be hot garbage. But but that will never happen because Vince yeah, McMahon right. does it. Because Vince McMahon would rather bring back the XFL. But uh, then we had, <laughs> but then we had Nia Jax versus Asuka, and I, I really think Austin, this match. Austin, com- Austin completely caught this. He down. Did Asuka's jacket get stuck on the stage? And I found out from Botchamania, Yes, it did. It got stuck back by the um, by where she entered, and it just got stuck in between the little folds, and she couldn't get it out. She had to have someone come out and help her. That's fantastic. They really missed a golden opportunity to have Enzo come back out and help her. <laughs> the realest guy in the room will help you remove your jacket, baby. That'd be, I really think they missed, you know. But whatever. You can't plan for these things. But I really think they blew Nia Jax versus Asuka. Uh, I really think that could have been a pay-per-view match. I mean, Nia Jax is awesome. And I don't know. I'm a firm believer that Asuka should be beating up jobbers and, and fighting these names at pay-per-views. I mean, I think I had mm-hmm. I one time me and uh, Austin were planning on doing um, our fantasy WrestleMania card uh, for a podcast, and I had Nia Jax versus Asuka originally on my card. Now I have to change it because that can't happen now. But yeah, really thought that this it was good. It was an okay match, you know. Obviously, Asuka won. Um, well, I guess yeah, Nia can't continue. Um, and then Bliss came to check on her. Yeah, um, that's enough of that, really. I think. Uh, Enzo came in and checked on her, and Bliss was upset by it. Nah, not really much more we can say there. Um, I was really on board with the uh, Enzo-Naya story, and I really think they're blowing it. Yeah. Um, and then there was also uh, Kurt Angle was on his phone, like always, and Jason Jordan came in and was like, thanks for everything, Daddy. And um, he sees, like, on behalf of Seth Rollins, we're ready to defend our titles at the Rumble. And it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're like, ready to fight. And Kurt's like, all right, then I'll, I'll give you a match. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, Seth could use some singles competition, someone like Finn Balor. And so, technically, Jason Jordan put his partner in a match without consulting him, hencing more how much I hate Jason Jordan. Yeah, I I mean, I, I know where they're going with it. I, I mean, the writing's on the wall. But that doesn't mean I don't hate him. Like, every time he comes out, exactly. I want to go. Remember when he threw vegetables at Elias Sampson for playing the guitar? Oh, my That's God. That's what I want to do when Jason die. Jordan comes on my TV. I want to go to Walmart, get a shopping cart full of vegetables, go to his house, knock on his door. When he answers, just throw veggies at him. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> I just read Austin's notes for the revival versus the 
So the Revival uh, are back from injury, and they're facing off uh, against local guys. Did you know one of the local guys was Bailey's husband? Yes. Yes, cool. Well, then that – I thought I was super smart. We'll move past that. But, yeah, um, the Revival uh, squash Bailey's husband and friend and then says, we're not – Sports entertainers, we're wrestlers, which means, yes, uh, I think, Austin, uh, your notes are 100% correct. Um, I think he, they are definitely going to get squashed by a legendary tag team. Um, I know the New Age Outlaws are on are scheduled to be there. They'll probably lose to the New Age Outlaws in some ridiculous thing. awful because the revival the revival's extremely good. Well, that's how they killed the Ascension. Remember when the Ascension... Where like came out and they already looked like Road Warrior clones, and then like JBL came out and clotheslined them. Like that's yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, and that ruined the Ascension. The Ascension have not recovered. The Revival nope. do not need this. The mm-hmm. Revival should be facing off again. The Revival it should be the Revival versus Gallows and Anderson for the titles, in my humble opinion. But nonetheless, I guess we'll let this happen. But. Anyway, they had Elias and Ms. TV. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't watch the Ms. TV episode, um, so I don't know what happened. Uh, but apparently it Roman Reigns like, came out. <laughs> yeah, it looks like um, it says uh, Austin in his notes says Ms. and Mrs. So probably I'm Maurice. There, he's, he's, talking, he's talking about, I think, the U- uh, USA show that they now have that USA actually talked to them about like having a show. Ms. and Maurice have their own reality them. show? On USA, yes. Jesus Christ, is it is it replacing uh, then, Chris Lee knows best? <laughs> I hope so. Are they going to call it Misley knows best? <laughs> Hi, cat. Um, and yeah, and then sorry, my cat just jumped on my bed. I, don't know, I was like, looking um, around. I was like, cat, who's cat? Is there a cat in here? <laughs> uh, and then Roman Reigns comes out, like you said, and then an impromptu match: Roman Reigns versus the Miztourage. Roman is so strong. Beats him. I mean, it's those performance enhancers, man. Like, stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Moving on. That was a bad joke. Uh, Sonya Deville Deville versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Paige was ringside. Uh, This match just made me sad because the entire time I was just, I just was like, oh, Paige can't wrestle. So I didn't really enjoy this. And I feel like that's going to be anytime I see Sonya Deville and uh, Mandy now, which sucks. uh, But that's. That's the breaks. Uh, Sonya Deville. Like, I feel like they had her get this win so that she could like start building up momentum since now Paige isn't going to be I agree. Uh, in there. And Paige is probably going to become the manager of Absolution while these two become absolute, absolute great wrestlers. I don't, I don't know what I was about to I say really, monsters, but they're not big enough to be monsters. I really think they should have, because I mean, Especially now, they really need a women's tag team division. I've heard that they're like, they're like, oh, what do you want for 2018? And that was like one of the things they were talking about. Well, they should definitely pull the trigger. Because like, and and you can, if you have to, you can even make it dual branded if you have to. I think you have enough women on your roster where you can give both of them their own. But if you have to, I would love to see Sonya and Mandy with Paige at ringside versus like, like uh, the Riot Squad, I would love to. See, I would love to see uh, Becky Lynch and like Charlotte going at him. Like, 
I think they have enough women, and like you could bring up the iconic duo from NXT, and I can die a happy man. Oh, Peyton like, Royce and Billy Kay, I love yeah, them. They're awesome, and you have so many great women. That, and now that you're bringing up Candice LeRae, like you have so many options that you could do, and I, I really think they should because it sucks that at WrestleMania this year we're gonna get probably both matches are gonna be like multi woman matches. Yeah, because, it's because gonna, they don't have enough to do with But uh, we're gonna yeah. move on. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Heath Slater, that happened. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> before before that, before that, uh, apparently uh, they had like a backstage segment with Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. And Seth is like, Jason, you're you're pushing my buttons. You're not my spokesperson. You can't say when I'm having a match. And he just stood there smiling. I wanted to kill him. And Matt Hardy had a new Titan drawn. Yes. Which and, was super cool. And they're getting, uh, I just saw on a... Uh, our boys over at Cultaholic actually broke a story that they're that Matt Hardy's getting a new uh, Final Deletion uh, movie, so that'll be cool. Uh, for WrestleMania, I just want a Final Deletion movie. I don't. He doesn't even need to wrestle Bray. <laughs> just want the Final Deletion movie. I want him to throw <laughs> Bray Wyatt into the Lake of Reincarnation and have him come back out as Husky Harris. Once that happens, <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens the rest of the show. That's gold in my opinion. Oh my God! Um, so we're gonna we're gonna move on a little bit quickly because I know Grant has a thing he's got to do at seven and it's six thirty. So we're gonna run a little bit more of these a little bit more rapid pace. Uh, Seth Rollins versus they announced Goldberg uh, for the headlining Hall of Fame. Um, I'm sure me and Austin will make a predictions video about who else is gonna get inducted. I know I have ideas. Um, but my favorite part of the night was the main event: Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Um, basically, the only thing we need to take from this. Is that Seth Rollins brought back the curb stomp, and it was awesome. It was when when he, you know how I said I popped at the Chris Jericho rope break when Seth Rollins hit the curb stomp, it it was it was almost the equivalent. I was like, oh my god, it's back! Yes, that's like the coolest move ever. Uh, I was like, was that a mistake? Was he not supposed to do that? And then when they were like selling the ending, I was like, he was supposed to do that. It's awesome, and I really I don't know. I wish Dean Ambrose was healthy, and I and I wish Roman Reigns wasn't Roman Reigns, and I and that he was like a mid card guy too, because I would love to see Balor Club versus Shield at Mania. I think that, that would be would the be money awesome. match. I think it'd be great, but that's not gonna happen because Dean's because Dean is uh, injured, and Roman Reigns is gonna get suspended indefinitely, and you know Seth is <laughs> working with Jason Jordan, but. That end of the show, they had the bar come back in and brawl with uh, um, with Gallows and Anderson. Glad to see Gallows and Anderson are finally getting used. Um, yeah, I'm all about the Battler Club. I want them to do more with them. Um, Same but, here. But that was Raw. Uh, Braun and the Curb Stomp. Awesome. Um, and now we will do, we'll go to SmackDown. And it starts with the New Day. And they're talking about the U.S. Championship Tournament. And they had Pancake Bootio Boxes. Um I really hope they they make their own line of pancakes and call them booty cakes. I think that is a golden. Uh, <laughs> I think that is a trademark. I would buy those pancakes and I would eat them while we recorded this podcast, and it'd be great. Um, but You're yeah, part of the creative now. Yeah, see, like hire me. Like I'll fix your whole company. But <laughs> it leads into an impromptu Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal match. This match was awesome. It went through two commercial breaks, which I was not expecting. Um, I knew Jinder Mahal was going to win, which sucked. But uh, he did win, and uh, which as soon as Gender went over, I was like, okay, Gender versus Bobby. Uh, I'll, I, okay, I'm all about it. Because there was a part yeah, of me. Yeah, this, 
there was a small part of me that thought Mojo could move on. I was like, I could see it, but I'm really happy that he didn't. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't like an impromptu match. It was already set up because of the U.S. tournament, but right. yeah. But, yep, um, I don't like Jinder Mahal, but I'm happy he's in a U.S. title match. I really think this is the spot for him. Um, I really think, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, this doesn't happen, but I really think, you know, he would he would be a really good heel U.S. champion if and when that opportunity comes for him. But uh, after yeah. that, we had, what, was it, wasn't it Bobby Roode's match, like, right after? Yeah. Yeah, Bobby um, Roode versus Mojo Rawley, and it was kind of it was just okay. Really. It was bo- it was it, I mean we, we okay is being v- pretty generous. It was it was it was a snore. Uh, I actually got up and left, <laughs> made some food, came back. Bobby went over, <laughs> and uh, then Jinder cut a promo, and you know Bobby was like, "We don't have to wait till next week. We can do it now." And Daniel Bryan agrees, and Jinder and Bobby Roode for the U.S. title is the main event for SmackDown. And once again, they blew their spot. I think this should have been a Rumble match, but whatever. Uh, they need moving. time for that women's Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, they got to make time, and I, and I'm happy with that. I really, I really hope it is great. Um, but yeah, they didn't need to save time. Uh, I think they still should have done it, but whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Becky, Naomi, and Charlotte versus the Riot Squad was next. Um, and the Riot Squad, uh, I, I didn't watch this one either. Did they win? It looks like they said they needed a win. They they won, and they kind of needed that win after. Yes kind of losing to them over and over. Yeah. The Riot Squad is like a poorly booked, and I said this on every episode of Ringmasters where it gets brought up, the Riot Squad is just the poor man's absolution, and it sucks because I think Ruby Riot is better than all of them, uh, besides Paige. That had yeah. to clarify. But now that Paige can't wrestle, Riot's, Ruby Riot's the best wrestler out of that faction. Um, and, yeah. I, and I think that she, I really think they should have debuted all three. I don't think they should have debuted... Uh, the people that she's with yet. Uh, I think Crazy Mary, which is what I call her, because that's what she wrestled on the Indies. Um, I don't think I don't think she she should have stayed there a little bit longer. And I think the same way about um, oh man, who was the other person? Oh, um, Liv Morgan. I think Liv Morgan should have stayed there too because I think they could have developed better. But whatever. I have discussed that to death. We don't need to talk about that again. But the Riot Squad definitely get the win. And yeah, much needed. And I really hope Ruby Riot wins the Rumble. She won't. Oscar's winning it, but I would. La- I'd be happy if she did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So we had the U.S. Championship uh, main event, and that. Oh, uh, I don't know if he, he didn't take notes on it, but AJ Styles cut a horrible promo about Kevin Owens and a uh, Sami Zayn. Maybe he just skipped it because it just angered him so badly. But uh, that was that was their build up for this segment. Uh, AJ, man, that promo was awful, and you can do better. I almost wore my AJ Styles shirt to record this podcast, but then when I heard that promo, I put on my Adam Cole shirt instead because I was like, oh god, no, nope. (laughs) But yep, they set up that. Um, I really hope Kevin Owens and Sammy go over. Um, but so do I. But also, if AJ did go over, I. And we'll talk about this when me and Austin go over our Royal Rumble predictions, but what I think, I wish would happen. But uh, I have a best case scenario for either way. But Bobby Roode versus Jinder Mahal, uh, Shane and Daniel were at ringside. Um, I really wish they would have shown them like struggle, like the confrontation more. I felt like they weren't, and I think that that really needed to, uh, you know, what I mean, because they had him a little bit. They like, kind they, of just—they didn't need to be at ringside, really. They didn't. Like, why did they have to be involved? That's true. 
Um, I mean, I get that it's a new champion crowned and stuff, but right, yeah. still, just kind of let let the person who wins have their moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and, and nothing else, they should have fought over who was giving him the belt. I think that would have been that would have been a cool thing to do. <laughs> that that would have been funny. Yeah, and then, and then and then that would have been done. They just had them come out and do that. But Bobby Roode does go over on Jinder Mahal, wins the United States Championship. Good for Bobby. What a glorious main event. Um, and that closed out SmackDown. Um, overall, I think Raw was the better show. I think Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins just destroyed that entire episode. I thought it was great. Uh, mainly Braun, but I the agree. curb stop made me pop. I liked it. Um, SmackDown was good too, though. Like it was, it was a good show. Both, both of them. I like. I. It was interesting because for SmackDown, it was almost all tournament matches. There was one match that wasn't a tournament match. Yeah, and and I'm cool with it. It definitely gave the tournament, um, a little bit more importance. Um, I just yeah. wish I wish AJ, Kevin Owens, and Sammy would have done a little bit more, but I agree. But whatever. Uh, Raw was good. SmackDown was okay. Uh, Austin did take notes on the mixed match challenge. I'm just gonna say Beth Phoenix was on the commentary. We'll just say that Finn and Sasha won. Yep, yep. There we go. That's all we need. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> that is uh, it for on SmackDown. We are gonna wrap this up quickly because uh, Grant's got to go uh, rock an open house for his podcasting program. So. Yeah, CM Life join. Uh, make sure you also follow me on Twitter at the Chad 100. You follow Austin at uh, SZoomer4. And you follow Sydney. Uh, Sydney, what's your Twitter handle? SAZoomer4. SAZoomer4. Uh, follow the Ringmasters podcast at Twitter at RingmastersPod. And make sure you tune in to watch both uh, podcasts on YouTube. The Ringmasters podcast is on YouTube. And uh, Sydney's also has, has a podcast. It's very good. It's uh, a fantasy booking podcast. Go ahead and plug that real quick. Uh, it's called Book It Best, and uh, you can just find it on YouTube. It, just look up Book It Best Podcast, and it should show up. Uh, yeah. And then you can also get it on iTunes. We will put the link to her podcast in this podcast's YouTube description. Uh, and make sure you follow Grant at Twitter. Uh, I don't know his Twitter, but... Uh, G-Man. <laughs> G-Man, yeah, G-Man's here, right? Does that not say right? Yeah, perfect. We'll put that in the uh, description, too. Uh, but all right, guys, hope you guys had a great winter break or great Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. Hope you have a great one, and we will see you guys next week for Ringmaster. See you guys. Oh.